afternoon all hope you're good hope you can hear me as ever now what's exciting is i've not even realized it until like this morning but next week we are booked out for guests it'll be our first all being well our first week in which although it wasn't the main intention it's going to be a week full of of guests which is going to be absolutely brilliant it also means that i'm going to double down on you know i had this intention of uh episodes that we we're going to do in between guests for the next couple of weeks on this war against conviction and i was sort of saying about how we can make sure we introduce inquisitive natures and ambiguity without completely leaving ourselves stripped bare so it means that today and possibly even tomorrow i might double down on some of those uh, those topics because next week yes absolute who's who of, of guests so what i'm going to try out is it's the first week of the first week of the month and so we're going to try out uh, what I said yesterday, which was Monday, Marketing Mondays, Wellbeing Wednesdays and Finance Fridays, certainly doubling down on especially a private practice centric element, although should should apply to everyone, of course. But yeah, Michael Schumacher is joining me on Monday. And then on Tuesday, we've got John Ware coming on, Election Day special. He's going to be talking about sort of uh, his take on the American election, US election, and um from the sort of from the right of politics approaching it uh more so than uh, say sandy who was more from the left of politics last week uh, so thank you to him for joining me uh, we had a bit of a glitch he was meant to be on this week but just daylight savings type situation had disrupted things so he's coming on on tuesday on wednesday well-being wednesdays oh i don't want to i don't want to I, I don't know if i got a definite thumbs up i'm just going to double check i'm about to i'm about to potentially uh lumper in I haven't got a definite confirmation, but hopefully we've got a special guest on for Wednesday who's going to join me for Wellbeing Wednesday. Thursday, Becky's joining. Uh, Becky, a.k.a. Betty from the Massage Collective, the Massage Matters podcast. She's going to be joining me to talk a little bit about the application and, the, and reforming standards there. But then on Friday, we've also got Obi Hassan, who's our, uh, our, going to be our, hopefully our resident financial consultant, talking a little bit about how you can better manage money and some of the variables that exist in that space. Uh, so that's exciting for next week, means that we're sort of jam-packed with guests. But today, um, I really wanted to sort of get stuck into, um, I, I really, you know, really want to get stuck into this conviction thing uh, both for you guys live to comment on but also for those that listen after the fact we've had some really interesting comments come off the back of i think it was monday's show uh, about uh, why people uh, people wanting to sort of give my opinion as to why people double down around uh, being convinced when fundamentally things are clearly far more ambiguous and uh, people were interested in my take on the fact that sometimes it's just uh, that uh, people sometimes are convinced and it's their ego showing and sometimes it's people that are otherwise unconvinced but then they feel like they need to front up and be suggesting that they know the answer when they maybe don't uh, lovely comment here cuddly greetings to test and control yeah i mean people certainly i'm the, the least interesting member of my family these days i think i always was um my rather talented wife but now that we've got uh, the little boys those that don't know we've got twin boys that we jokingly call test and control on the internet didn't christen them that name uh you'll be pleased enough well didn't christen them that, that helps but uh, yeah that's not their actual names i promise uh but yeah i've got a video that just went out on twitter if you want to have a look at them playing uh they were being all giggly yesterday which was cute so yeah our twin boys now 10 months old so they're uh, rather entertaining also the reason why you'll be seeing me looking disheveled i had a bit of a shave this morning but i noticed on yesterday's stream someone was mentioning that i'm looking particularly tired absolutely no shit um and I'll be probably touching on that uh, at some point as well, the, the consequences of 
sleep deprivation. Maybe I could do a show on that. But what I wanted to touch on today is a, a, a sort of fairly, I don't know how spicy a take it is from me this, but I've got sort of a, an opinion as to why I've noticed some people that I really love and admire and friends of mine and family members even that sort of have gone this way in recent years where they felt like they needed to have a particularly strong opinion that is that is spread then across so many topics that they clearly haven't been able to sort of specialize or or really understand the facts of the matter in and around and so i've come to understand one of the one of the things that i think is going on there that i think we need to look out for and and potentially try to counter and be more thoughtful about because i think this is one of the things that i've been concerned where people can be quite tribal not just in in industry now, but you know, broadly these divisive things that can sort of draw us apart, be that politically, religiously, um, in in healthcare or on a particular policy, environmentalism. You basically ended up with these sort of tribal factions and uh, not, and speaking past each other. And and there's so many theories and so many books been written that are far by people far smarter than me on this. But one of the things that I've come to 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 sort of see this through is a particular lens in and around why people will lean on ideology rather than reason and and how sometimes it's because we're overwhelming ourselves with expectation as to how we can go about understanding things. It's sometimes why people succumb to it. So let me sort of spit this out and then I'll see, see if any of you guys have got any thoughts and feelings on this as well. But um, basically, I've got a problem for those that didn't tune into Monday. I've got a problem with deep conviction, especially when people haven't necessarily given it thought. I use the example of saying when someone is sort of convinced of something and then a very basic counter argument gives them pause for thought and they say, oh, I've not thought about it like that. And I just said in that show, and I'll say it again, I can't think of anything more embarrassing than being convinced of something, but then not having, you're convinced of it despite not ever, ever grappling with a basic counter narrative. That for me is sort of frightful and, and certainly something I see a lot of, even in, among smart people that are otherwise fairly reasonable in particular topics, but then convinced of something in another. Uh, and I've got a theory as to why. So let me sort of unpack this and see what you think. So uh, thank you again for, for tuning in live and feel free to, to post your comments. But I am going to just hide the chat box for a second because uh, we get comments coming in from YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, LinkedIn. So uh, thanks for joining. But yeah, I'm just going to just going to pitch this to you for a second. So you know, give me your thoughts as it happens. Now, the big one is that when when you think about complex topics um, that, are, that are multifaceted and you think about them across anyone's, it could be across various different ranges. So you've got people that have got an opinion on manual therapy. They've got an opinion on pain and injury and they can be linked. You've got opinion on broad healthcare policy and how things could be constructed in terms of uh, taxation funded universal healthcare versus private sector and how those things could interact, right? These are just layers of complexity. You've then got something that's distant from healthcare. You've then got broader macro politics in terms of um, how the party systems might work or the operating systems, that you're whether you're a fan or not of sort of democracy or other things. You've got uh, various different opinions as to where free speech should be uh, limited. You've got opinions on broad censorship. You've got opinions on the, the role of state, right? I've got, I'm just la adding layers of different things here. But what I'm getting at here is that although I'm well aware there's plenty of people smarter than I am and that people have got a better bandwidth than me potentially for certain things. But what I see is that when you've got someone that is not able to necessarily stretch themselves and understand the facts of the matter and the news and ours and the nuances around each of those different things, I've just reeled off five complex topics, what I perceive to be complex topics at least, when I've at least uh, had a cursory glance or studied the broader philosophy of it and, and understood how things map onto it. When people can't necessarily get across all those facts or maybe don't have an interest in it, maybe they've got an interest in a couple out of those five, then 
when you don't necessarily, when you aren't able to go at things on a case by case basis, then I think that, that some people, not all, but some people, and, and this is a, a habit that um, is not in, inherent to people, but I'm just meaning that I think that people are feeling obliged to have a strong opinion or take a side on so many things that instead of being like, well, I know much on this stuff, but actually I, I don't know enough of the facts of the matter on this stuff. Once they can't get across those topics because of, you know, they've got other things to do, they might not be interested, et cetera, but they're being obliged into not being, not saying, I don't really know much about that then instead of being able to get across those topics and think, well, let me try and get the facts together, that's when they lean on some sort of base heuristic or ideology. So instead of, even though they don't necessarily know the facts of the matter in a particular area, instead of what I think maybe a or even five, ten people just be like, I don't know enough about that, right? They then just decide to then do one of two things that are linked. They're just to people that they know and trust that agree with them one two three and they think right i suspect i'll agree with them on point they thought about me and therefore i'm just going to parrot their opinion right because they're on my tribe therefore going to defer like a logo tease within a friend even beyond that a commentator that's with on point one two three Therefore, I suspect I'm on point five, and th and that's some of the time, right? But you're after that. You you dis distributing that risk. And again, this is I often don't admit that I'm saying, not giving thought to this, but but usually I agree with them. The, the parroting that as if their opinion, the need to have on a particular topic. So rarely get people can't really much, and therefore I wouldn't know. And so I'm on on the fence um, or, or that they are just admitting that it's a kind of thing or that it's not really well thought out but they think well, that on point five they need opinion so they defer to be that an expert of some or someone that they're just carrying their opinion over from it and the second thing is that it might not even be associated to opinion a person it might just be that there's a particular tribe school of thought or uh, or policy that comes in a, in a cluster so that someone's opinion on how you know i'll go straight to politics on this because it's often where things are most fraught is that someone that might have had a really well thought out personal view as to what how tiered taxation should be and then they've given a lot of thought to that. They're calling that point one, for example. And they've got a really strong opinion on that. But then they might not have given thought as to just what sort of, um, what their opinion is on environmental problems, right? And they have not given a lot of thought to exactly how we should pursue green energy or what we should do with those sort of complex markets and, and, and how we should go about that as a, as a world or as a nation or whatever it might be. Right? I'm just giving one example where someone's given a lot of thought to tax policy and they've got an under, understanding and personal philosophy around that because they've been sad enough to potentially uh, scrutinize their own views on it or they have their own instincts as to how wealth should be distributed. But then when asked, what's your take on sort of wind farms? <laughs> something like that what's your opinion on hydroelectric energy and tidal energy or something like that right and they've not given thought on this in this example instead of saying well i've never even given it a second look really i don't know how efficient those generators are i wouldn't know where to start really instead of doing that we see a lot, a lot of people then just saying well the people that agree with me and by not just individuals here but the side i'm on with regards to taxation says this thing 
right? And this is a, a cleaner example in a weird way for me to talk about the politics of it, is that they're then just piggybacking that and thinking, right, I suspect, for whatever reason, I'll just agree and double down with that. And so that, I'm not saying is always too to ill. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that there's something to be said sometimes for sort of loyalty, in-group loyalties that sometimes... The, assuming that people have given a lot more thought to it than you and that you agree on fundamental principles and it may well then be worthwhile. I'm not saying you have to be a saddo on an issue by issue basis and study it to death yourself, but just I'm, I'm trying to explain that on a conviction model, especially when you don't get into sort of the macro, which is sort of the political aspects, but you think about how that maps onto people's opinions on healthcare or MSK or uh, management of pain and injury is that if you're doing that on a regular basis, that is going to be more fraught with errors than, say, if you are able to get across something on an issue-by-issue issue basis. You're not going to be able to understand exactly where the corners of the weakness of the argument is if you've never really given thought to it and you're piggybacking opinion on either some level of expertise or trusting someone that you just sort of, I suspect I agree with them, or you're doing that beyond a person and just thinking that, well, my tribal group thinks this about point one, two, three. Therefore, on point five, of which I've given less thought to, I'm just going to double down on that. And as I say, the political example is just one of them. But that style of tribal thinking has its place. I can so understand why people may be thinking that direction. However, I'm just concerned sometimes at the fact that if you're always doing that, then you're going to leave yourself vulnerable, in my opinion. I certainly feel that that's where... That level of conviction without justification, I think, is, is, is certainly where people end up vulnerable. And so in the examples here with regards to treating pain and injury, if you're someone that is, say, a MSK generalist, but has given a lot of thought to the way in which you sort of manage the lower limb and how we can uh, manage load and how, the relevance or not of tissue pathology at different levels or stages of different conditions, um, and then you're really particularly interested in that, there are a, you can get a certain way by doing that and then mapping that onto different body parts and these incredible clinicians that are lower limb specialists that can then do a hell of a job even at high levels in the upper limb. But if you're not then understanding the, the nuances and tr start treating all shoulders like all knees, instead of just base heuristic and then tailoring it, you're then not considering the unique features of shoulder instability and how that is very different to not just knee OA, but even patellar instability. The neuromuscular factors and the differences of that joint relative to other joints in the body and the, the shoulder is so different in many ways to the to the knee and the lower limb generally. It hasn't got its perfect correlation. It's not just a shoulder. It's not an upper limb hip, is it? It's, it's more complex than that. Do you see that it's just another example where if someone's sort of convinced of something and then just thinks that they can sort of retrofit their knowledge onto other body parts, even though they can't necessarily feel overwhelmed by trying to know everything. That's where I'm concerned. I'm certainly, uh, I'm certainly worried about that. And I think that, that we need to make sure that people have got the maturity to accept when they don't know. And that goes, as I say, on this sort of narrow level with pain and injury and MSK rehab, up the scales, especially when I interact with people with regards to their opinions on policies, just like, again, asking them, how do you square this circle? How do you recognize that this is this, this, this doesn't suit your 
opinion have you appropriately accounted for it and often they have like if someone's given a lot of thought to something and they're convinced of it sometimes well because they've given it a load of thought but if they haven't then just just try to shake that a little bit both in yourself if you notice it or in those close to you because i think that these are the things that seem to be drawing tribal lines around us now there's a lot of cohesion as well particularly in our sector at the moment i think there's lots of people uh, that have been working uh, on trying to blur those lines appropriately and that's great and i'm not just going to keep banging that drum even though things are changing but i suppose i'm meaning that that even when people do it on a particular level and they're like well there's far more ambiguity than you're suggesting and then in the next breath on another topic be that sport or religion or politics or uh, the uh, opinions on a particular celebrity character then suddenly they are behaving as if they know everything about it and they're not and they've accounted for all the nuance and that's irrelevant and and that they in one hand can can deal with the ambiguity and in another are blinkered tribal thinkers that, that then are very divisive and, and in, in ways that isn't helpful and so that's one of the things i'm certainly concerned about now always as ever interested in your thoughts on this as to whether or not you feel that um that is something you recognize whether or not that that suggestion of sort of uh, where people if they don't know the detail this is the key variable really i'm i'm, I'm ranting about today is that when people are concerned about the aren't able to get across all the issues on a point by point basis do they then lean on a sort of ideological heuristic or defer responsibility to some person that they trust call it an expert of some flavor and therefore just piggyback their opinion and when that happens is that necessarily a problem is that just in is that the necessary part of the human condition i think it's always happened but I'm just thinking that that my my opinion in this instance is is certainly that we're seeing people feel like they need to have a hard and fast and and, and convinced opinion uh, on so many things that then they can't just do it where they've given thought to it, and so they're feeling obliged to have some sort of be willing to go to this you know the hill that they're willing to die on is one that they're not they've not really studied the landscape of, um, and that that's. A major concern because if people are sort of convinced and blinkered then they're really vulnerable to propaganda and to to people that can really uh exert influence on them in a, in, a, in a less than credible way so yeah certainly do give me uh give me give, give me your opinions on that especially if you disagree i always uh, always really find that of, of value now one of the things that uh people were concerned about when when speaking on on monday uh was this this notion that really we are if you strip it back too far is what people were saying so they were saying if you strip back and everyone's sort of concerned about ambiguity across the board then what do we do about the uh the fact that sometimes it's stripped so far back that we end up being a dithering and blithering mess how far back do you strip things so you don't have just you know allowing yourself to have some doubts is smart if you're riddled and crippled with self-doubt even in areas of which you've got a relative expertise then that's obviously not going to be of any use to you or to others i'm concerned about that too i see an underconfidence sometimes across people that otherwise should be sharing their voice and an overconfidence by those that are taking up too much room um and as i said in the in the episode on monday of course you know i feel i feel like uh, vulnerable but i invite charges of hypocrisy there if you feel you want to give them but um for those that are certainly dithered and, and worried about that ambiguity being something that overwhelms them 
I always say that this how far you should strip it back should be relative to what you know on that topic and you should be accepting and comp that's where I think a, a comparison to others is smart so if you allow yourself to think well I just don't know and I've you know I've got such significant imposter syndrome that I just can't seem to really get through and, and really know what is true anymore you know you've got this sort of uh, real loss of faith in, in and loss of self a self sense of self and you, you you've got your self-esteem is a bit of an all-time low there then one of the things that I always encourage people to sort of rebuild around is this notion that it's smart at that point especially when you're dealing with something professionally to re remember that your expertise has got to be made relative to the patients that you're trying to help the people that you're speaking to the the people you're working with it, that that is certainly relevant and it's incredibly rare in fact you know, i've never known of a case in which someone's ending up with this crisis of confidence but aren't understanding that they have a level of knowledge of a topic that's still in excess of the people that they're trying to help and therefore if someone's then as long as they're they're recognizing that the knowledge that the person they're working with is of a similar level of expertise but in a different angle a different area then on a on a on a basis like that then it needs to be made sensible and there is a rational overlay that comes to this in saying look just there's no point you're not going to be a much help to anyone including you'll just demolish yourself if you think that you know so little that it's less than the average person in the world on a particular area of expertise so in msk practice you know as we sometimes strip back and feel vulnerable because we challenge the things that we thought were facts and then they end up not being to then assume that uh, anyone that walks in off the street knows more about msk practice than you then you've you've allowed yourself to get carried away on a theme and so strip it back to basics trying to understand exactly what what do i know about anatomy physiology and mechanics that is still relevant what do i know that I can rebuild on, you know, divert back to uh, certain things that you know to maybe be of, of, a, of a more common factual origin. So, yeah, go to physics if you have to. Think about what, what the facts of the matter around things like gravity and what do I understand about force and load and tissue breakdown, tissue healing, you know, all those sorts of things. It's like, don't be shy to just remind yourself that by knowing those things, by knowing those base characteristics, then you're still going to know more than Joe Blogs and Josephine Blogs when they walk in the door. And that sometimes can help people to just sort of get a better better picture of, of how it might work and, and stops yourself being completely vulnerable now the other thing with that is the way in which i would argue you try to build your uh, esteem up in that space is to just recognize that your ability to demonstrate that vulnerability and to be embracing the uncertain is exactly the sort of thing that can get you on a level with patients or anyone that you might be working with so i'm not just talking about msk practice here but just anything anyone that you're working with even if it's a family member that you're trying to think through something or problem solve something is demonstrating that sense of vulnerability and, and demonstrating and being sh you know, sharing the fact that you're less convinced than some people feel that you should be obliged to be is exactly the sort of thing that uh, well, I would say that uh, I think because my, my whole premise is here that the, a lot of this is is false that people aren't of a deep conviction across various topics because they truly are you know they happen to have got to the right answer with it for all the right reasons I'm sort of meaning that if that is a bit of a front or it is something that, that, that actually there's an insecurity underneath that then by demonstrate by being brave enough to be vulnerable and to, to demonstrate that you're not necessarily across that um, with as much conviction as people expect you to be that is exactly the sort of thing that's likely to in instigate people to open up to you and to uh, think about it on a professional level with uh, msk or healthcare is that 
by demonstrating that to people and saying, look, I'm, I'm just a bit unsure. This is what I'm thinking with. This is what I'm grappling with at the moment. These are the oohs and ahs I'm, I'm weighing up. It's highly likely that that's exactly the space that's meant someone's coming to see you. They're in a situation where if they, if they knew all the answers, they wouldn't be there requesting them for you. And so for them to see you in that similar boat where, you know, you, you, and you're unlikely to come across as be like, well, I've got no, I've got no more of an idea than you. <laughs> and I wouldn't say that because I don't think it's true. But you say, this is where I'm at. And then if you think about that on an interpersonal level with family or whatever, if you're talking about something uh, I mentioned before, if someone says, well, what's your, what's your opinion on wind farms was my thing or something, wasn't it? It's like, if you demonstrate to them, oh, it's a weird one, isn't it? I suppose these are the things that I've not really thought about it much, if it's true. Uh, but I suppose these are the things that I'd want to know in order to strengthen my opinion. I wonder if we and, and can we gather those facts? Do you know a bit more about that? And you have that conversation. It's highly likely that the other person, unless they are wind farm, wind farm anorak, um, that they don't feel like they're obliged to sort of be really forceful and strong in their conviction. And they might well have a more open dialogue about what they know, what you know. You can't, you know, if they do know a bit more, but they're not being masquerading as if they know all the answers, then you might be able to have a back and forth and tease some something out and learn something from it because it's coming from a place of real genuine inquisitive nature. And I think that that's something that people do need to just have that bravery, allow themselves to be vulnerable and sort of admit that that is uh, the way that they want to go about things. And I think that will be contagious. And I think the more people do that, the better, but without then going and being sort of approaching it as if I don't know anything. And I'm a complete, you know, drooling idiot and I don't know anything and therefore i'm stripped all the way back you know i'm, I'm, I'm challenging whether the, the earth is round all of a sudden just because i'm feeling feeling vulnerable and you've got this utter crisis of confidence and i think that that's something that i uh, i do worry about i do think that some people make that mistake but in this instance um i just really can't uh, can't think that that's a smart move either so we've got to try and find a way to toe a line and uh, my war against conviction isn't trying to turn everyone into sort of dithering idiots that, that strip themselves back so far that they're completely vulnerable so that's a lot from me as i said i, I said i'd sort of reel off a lot on that especially in part because we've got guests across the shows uh, all next week which is exciting so five guests five days first week of the month very excited um Last thing from me is that many of uh, many of you are going to be co-listening co uh, across the next few days. There's so much interesting stuff going on, but especially if you haven't already, then check out and get tickets to Run Chat Live. You can tune in live to late, late today if you're late to the, to the game or buy tickets for tomorrow. You also then get access to all the recordings of that material that's available through therapistlearning.com. So if you haven't already, then please do. I know that I'm, uh, I'm going to be, I broadcast this whilst it's going on. And so, yeah, there will be catching up on this or catching up on Run Chat Live. And so you should. It's a fantastic conference by my friend Matt Phillips. And so do check that out and get that Googled. If you haven't already got tickets for it, then you can access the recordings after the fact. Very cool show uh, and some brilliant speakers that I was listening to this morning and we'll be doing again this afternoon so yeah please do check that out similarly if you haven't got your ticket yet for therapy live sport then we've got the finalized programs all out and we've got so i think it's seven or eight of the you know really top athletes amazing olympic champions and, and world champions world record holders we announced all of the finalized list for and we've basically distributed those athletes across the panel and as I talked about yesterday, athletes are the patients that we treat within sport and context. And so getting that voice, getting that narrative, understanding how we apply our trade, and they're the ones that, that then need to often enact the things that we're advising with rehab now that we realize that these are 
participation is so key to therapy rather than it being passive as we know now and so getting their take on the matter is so important so really delighted to see that and if you check out therapy-live.co.uk then explore that website get us some feedback on that and you'll also notice that there's lots of prizes and offers and things like that for those of you that are joining us in just over a week's time now for therapy live sport so that's enough for me thank you so much for joining really appreciate you as ever and um i think what I've, uh, oh, let's have a look. Some uh, I've not got a lot of time for, for comments, but Simon Smith said, are you doing my PDR, Jack? I'm trying to think what PDR stands for now. It was like a personal review, isn't it? Personal development review or something. Now, I can only assume that someone as, as mighty as Simon Smith is being sarcastic. Um, but uh, hope it may well be that even someone as, uh, as smart and sharp as Simon is, is one that uh, allows himself to slide on that spectrum from conviction in certain areas to being potentially one that doubts himself in others so maybe simon can clarify as to uh, whether whether or not he says that's the one well simon i'm glad it's not just me then mate because i have that as well but fundamentally um that level and sliding up and down on that scale and doubting yourself but then also trying to pick yourself up and recognize where you're stronger if even someone like Simon does it, uh, knowing what he knows, then I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to be in that camp. But I think that there's something to be said for not being afraid to challenge those that are truly blinkered and egotistical in their convictions, but also trying to recognise when it's a front and, and helping people to understand that there are ways in which we can lean on lean on the, uh, the fact that people need to stop deferring responsibility to some extent to ideologies or, or experts unless they're going to admit that they're doing that right if they if they're just carrying on and, and sort of being a passenger then i do i do worry about that and i think that that is one of the my theories really uh, is that when people can't get across the issues on a on an issue by issue basis of which i'm, I'm a sad saddo to want to do that like i want to know what's underneath each of my opinions and someone that then might come across as, as if I'm being convinced, but it's usually because I've given some thought to it and I've um, rarely given pause for thought if I've, uh, if I've, if I've given a, taken a deep dive. Um, but I think those concerns are, are legit and I'm so excited uh, as ever to hear whether uh, you guys agree with that or not and, and whether or not I might be missing something because um, I usually am. But in this instance, what am I missing when I see people that actually one of the reasons why they're being so tribal and ideological and, and they haven't given thought to something but they seem convinced is often because they're having to defer and they've just not been able to get across the topics and we're increasingly in a society in which isn't happy to say i don't know and as i said before someone even admitting i'm not sure what i what i think about wind farms because they've not thought about wind farms why is it that usually it's a certain breed of person at the moment that feels that they need to have a, a strong hard and fast opinion and take to the streets about a particular policy on wind farms when they've not given thought to it now it's a concern of mine so just one example but uh, there's many more simon has been too kind to me today he says i'm talking sense today i love the fact that he said today as if you know most days full of shit today i've done okay so i'm glad i'm, I'm pleased for that simon and uh, thanks a lot for tuning in okay that's enough for me and go to run chat live if you've got a ticket if you haven't already go to run chat live get that get the ticket and uh, and similarly i'll see you at therapy live next weekend but next week Guess all week, so you won't have to deal with these rants and rambles as much. <laughs>